for worship. We recognize that sometimes the big stage, the lighting, the sound system, and the LED screen may make it look like it's our job in worship to perform for you and that your job is to be a spectator and listen. But God wants to remind us something today. It's, that is not what worship is. We are all in this together. And we are one church lifting up one voice to our maker and our redeemer. I encourage you today to lift your voices in praise as we sing together and sing. Receive the freedom and come 
All my words fall short I got nothing new How could I express All my gratitude I could sing these songs As I often do But every song must end But you never do So I throw up my hands And praise you again and again Cause all that I have is an alleluia Just one move With my arms stretched wide Oh, I will worship you
calling brethren that not many wise according to the flesh not many mighty not many noble are called but God has chosen the foolish things of this world to put to shame the wise and God has chosen the weak things of this world to put to shame the things which are mighty and the base things of this world and the things which are despised God has chosen and the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in His presence. But of Him, of God, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God, and righteousness from God, and sanctification from God, and redemption from God. And that is, as it is written, He who glories, let him glory in the Lord. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory. We give you glory. All to you be the glory and honor and praise. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen and amen. Good morning, church fam. If this is your first time visiting with us in person or online, welcome. We're so glad that you've decided to worship with us today. At New Covenant Church, we invite all people in the communities where we live to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. You can learn more about NCC, become part of our church family, or join our volunteer team by going through our Connect class online or by attending one of the upcoming in-person classes. If you would like to bless what God is doing through the ministries at NCC with your tithes and offerings, you can use the offering boxes or give online at newcovenantlampasses.com. Again, we are so glad you're here with us this morning. Now let's prepare and open our hearts for the word. We are so glad that you are with us this morning for worship. If you're a guest, welcome. If you're joining us online, welcome. 
If you are here for the first time, you probably didn't notice any changes. Uh, if you've been with us for more than one week, you know that things changed again. Uh, we, we did a little bit of a remodel in the, in the foyer during the week, uh, and one of the reasons that we did that is to help uh, connect those of you who are, are guests and visitors and let you know how you can be part of NCC and become part of our church family. Find out any information about the church. Uh, one of the things that we changed just in the, again in the last month or so is we started our NCC Kids uh, ministry and our early childhood ministry in both services. So we're now meeting in the 9 a.m. Uh, and 10.30 a.m. service. Uh, so just be aware that that ministry is available. Uh, and during those changes, we're finding out some of the things that we initially thought how we would do things uh, didn't work like we planned. So we're making some changes there too. And I just want to take just a quick moment to let you know, if you have a child that is from birth to uh, pre-K and in our early childhood wing here, um, you will need to pick them up going through these two doors, and you'll need your tag that they gave you when you drop them off. Uh, we'll have a safety team member there at the door checking the tag, so that's not an exit. Uh, if you have kids in just in the NCC West, that's not a shortcut. Uh, go, go around. Um, just use those doors if you have a child in that, in that hallway. Um, that'll, that'll help our, our ministry there and also help it just be safe uh, so that only the, only the people that need to be there are there. Uh, also, real quick, if you um, would like to volunteer in that birth to 18-month range um, in the 9 a.m. service, that's a particular place that we have a specific need right now. Uh, and it wouldn't be every, every week. We're looking for a few volunteers so that, that you could volunteer once a month. So if you're available one week out of the month, please get with uh, Tammy Self, our director over the early childhood area, and let her know that you would like to, to hold some babies for, her, for the 9 a.m. service. And she would be thrilled to get you connected in that area. I've got a fun fact for you this morning. Uh, NCC was founded in October of 1986. That means that coming next month, NCC is going to be 37 years old. So uh, we are going to have a very large uh, family get-together in October. Um, and I would say to celebrate that, but we didn't plan that well. And we didn't realize that that was going to be our 37th birthday when we planned the family event. And uh, I don't know about you, but have you ever messed up your schedule? <laughs> Double booked. I've done a couple of embarrassing ones just in the last month. Feel horrible. That's not. A, that's usually an area of my strength. So when I mess that up, I like I. I was not happy <laughs> with myself on that. But in this case, God helped us put something together without even knowing it. So as I was putting this together, this message together, and looking at that, and looking at some of our history, and seeing that, I was like, "Oh, look at that! October's our birthday." And so while we didn't plan it that way, we're going to celebrate it that way. And so October 14th, put it on your calendar from 4 to 7 p.m. on October 14th. It's a Saturday. We're going to have a church-wide family get-together. We're going to have stuff all over the campus. Uh, we'll have food. The food is going to be for purchase by vendors, and we did that because we want everybody to be able to participate. We didn't want anybody um, having to cook and serve and, and not be able to be participating in the ministries with their family. So uh, you'd be welcome to eat before or after if you don't want to do that, but uh, everything else will be free. So we just invite you to come and fellowship. We're going to have a cornhole tournament. We're going to have the disc golf course open, which many of you may not even know we have a disc golf course. Uh, if you go to this parking lot and back behind the building, there's a nine-hole disc golf course open to the whole community. 
and that will be open and available. Uh, NCC West will be open for the kids. The blow-ups will be there for the littles. Uh, we'll have um, games and cards and common grounds that's full of tables for young and old alike. Uh, I'd say it might be quiet in there, but if you're competitive like my family is, it, even a board game can get loud and rowdy. Um, so we'll have something for everybody, and our hope is that you'll just come and join us as, as a large church family and that we'll get to spend some time together and fellowship together. So Saturday, October 14th, 4 to 7 p.m. Well, as I mentioned, 37 years and a lot has happened at New Covenant over the past 37 years. We've met in a total of four locations. We've been in three rented facilities. This room that you're sitting in was the fourth, and it was built in 1990. Well, we occupied it since 1993. I think just a couple years prior to that, they started uh, the construction of that. We have members that are still involved today that were part of, not only part of that construction, but have been part of the church since the very founding uh, 37 years ago. And so uh, God has done a lot. Um, if you are new to NCC, or maybe even if you've been with us for years, you might look around this morning or today and think that everything is taken care of. Everything that needs to be done is done. That we have all the volunteers and all the funds that we need to do what God has called us to do. And while God has blessed us, there is something we all need to be reminded of this morning. God isn't done with us. He's not done with you. While the body has been faithfully following God's call for 37 years, we have not arrived at a destination. You need to know there is a place for you and your family here. There's a place for you to receive ministry here. And you also need to know that there are countless places for you to have the opportunity to minister in unique ways, the ways that God has gifted you specifically here. Whether you are just beginning your walk with Jesus Christ or you're just beginning to think and pray about getting involved or maybe you were involved for years, but this morning you find yourself sitting on the sidelines, there is a place for you here. If you've been asking yourself, am I needed are my gifts needed here? I want to answer both those questions for you. Yes and yes. We're working on doing everything that we can to make it clear and easy for you to connect and be part of the body. This morning, you saw, uh, again, if, you were, if you've uh, been here more than one week, you saw the transformation that's starting in the foyer and saw that desk in the middle of the hub. The purpose of that is a central place of information and connection. You can ask the, the team that's facilitating that this morning, uh, Rachel and Tim Heffley. Uh, I'm guessing they're in here. Maybe they're out there. Oh, right there. Right there. Yeah. Um, they'll be back out there uh, to, to greet you after the service is over. If you have any questions about how to become part, how to serve, uh, how to know everything that's going on in the church, we're, we're not going to be doing announcements anymore of every activity that's, that's coming up. We've got too many. Uh, to, to mention, but every single one of them is on a church calendar that has all the activities. Everything's on the website. You saw the TVs now that'll be putting those things out there. So there is a way for you to find out, and it's through the hub and through our online uh, information portal. So or asking any of the volunteers. Uh, but we want you to know everything that there is for you to connect, and we want you to know that you are loved and needed uh, in the body of Christ. We're also starting to offer our in-person connect class. Used to, we do it two, three 
times a year. We're going to start offering it nine times a year. Uh, we'll take a couple of the more hectic, busy months off, but October 1st, another in-person class is going to start. It runs for three weeks. Um, it's in our conference room right back here in the corner and during this service, so you can attend the early service and attend that um, for three weeks. Uh, it's also offered online. You can take that online anytime, and at the end, connect with one of, one of the church staff uh, to wrap up some of the things about how to get connected and how to get involved. Um, but that's going to be October. November will take off December. Uh, that's usually a pretty busy month, but then we'll be back again in January. So, again, we just want you to know there is opportunity and a place for you to connect, and we want you to be part of our body. Our heart is also that every area of ministry will not only be a place for you to minister to others, but will also be a place for you to receive ministry from your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, each area of ministry should be a place for you to connect in relationship where the, the pastor or uh, volunteer leader over that area is able to disciple you, walk with you, and bring you together as a team. Uh, we're going to be looking at put, making it where each of those teams gathers together beforehand, prays together, is available. You know, During the week, you should be in relationship with, with those people where you could call them in the week if you need prayer, if you need to connect, just the same as if you were in one of our life groups or home groups. They're there for relationship. They're there to be able to minister to each other. Not just, uh, we're not just trying to fill a spot or a role. We're trying to reach people for Christ Jesus, and we also want to minister to each of you in relationship, in connect, connection. So this morning, we're kicking off a new series titled Kingdom Purpose, because we believe that God has a kingdom purpose for the body of Christ that he has a kingdom purpose for NCC, and that he has a kingdom purpose for each one of us. We believe we are called to walk this path together, that relationship is essential in the kingdom of God. Last Sunday, Pastor Darrell shared these two verses found in John 15, 5 and 8. It says, Jesus said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. There's essential relationship between us and Jesus Christ. Apart from him, we can do nothing. And verse 8 highlights the fact that we don't get there alone. Not Obviously, we have to be in connection with him, but the rest of the body is involved. Verse 8, by this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Discipleship is relational. We have to be in relationship with one another for discipleship to occur. Living and walking together alongside one another as we abide in Jesus Christ. And when we do that, we grow and mature in him together. The Holy Spirit highlighted verse 8 to me as Pastor Daryl was preaching last Sunday. And the thing that stood out to me was the fruit. I had to ask myself the question, what is the fruit for? Jesus said, God the Father is glorified when we bear much fruit, and bearing much fruit proves that we are his disciples. What good is fruit on a branch if it's not used? It'll literally ripen and then fall to the ground and rot. And I asked myself, so what is our fruit for? And I thought about some of the characteristics of fruit. Fruit is appealing Fruit gives life. Fruit refreshes. Fruit 
can be used for countless purposes. And fruit contains the seeds necessary to reproduce. Fruit is what's produced in our lives when we're abiding in Jesus Christ. There will be divine interaction between us and others when, we, when they experience true spiritual fruit in our lives. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. But as Pastor Dell preached last week, we have to abide in Jesus Christ to produce that kind of fruit. Do you know there's fake fruit in the world? Do you know the, the enemy sells love? He peddles the fruit of love. It looks nothing like the fruit of the spirit of love. It looks nothing like what love is produced when it's produced from abiding in the vine of Jesus Christ. It's a different kind of love. The joy that comes from abiding in Christ Jesus is a different kind of joy that the world sells. The self-control that the world tries to say, if you do these things, you can control your life and you can have a better life and maybe you can even get out of these addictions, but that self-control will fail. But the self-control that comes from the fruit of the Spirit through abiding in the branch of Jesus Christ is different. It gives life. It gives transformation. It gives wholeness. And even the world can tell the difference between the fruit. And they're going to ask you, where does your fruit come from? If you've got fruit that's coming from abiding in Jesus Christ. And that's part of our kingdom purpose. Our primary passage this morning is found in Matthew 9.35-38. through 38. We've read... We've been reading and praying this passage for years as a staff. It's literally in our uh, staff meeting notes that we use, specifically, uh, I think, 37 and 38. I've mentioned it many times and preached it from the pulpit. But as many times as I have read it and as many times as I have prayed, prayed it, this week I felt like the Holy Spirit showed something new, something fresh that I believe speaks to NCC today and what God is calling us to as a body. It's our kingdom purpose. And we're going to break these verses down as we go through them. It's, it's just a few verses. We find Jesus traveling through the cities and villages. In verse 35, it says, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and affliction. Proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Let's take a look at that word, kingdom. First of all, when this word's used, it's the same word used when, when referencing the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven. And it speaks of royal power, of kingship, of dominion and rule. It's not to be confused with an actual kingdom. It's not talking about the borders of a nation, but rather the right or authority to rule over a kingdom. God has all the authority to rule over the kingdom. It speaks of the royal power of Jesus as the triumphant Messiah, of the royal power and dignity conferred on Christians in the Messiah's kingdom. 
It refers to God's complete and utter dominion and authority over all things. Authority that he has given to Jesus Christ and authority which Jesus Christ then gave to the body of, the body of Christ. You may be familiar with this passage in Matthew 28, 16 through 20. It's called the Great Commission. It says, Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. This was after the resurrection. Verse 18, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus had been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and he used it to commission the body of Christ to go out and make disciples a relational discipleship with others, to bring them into a relationship with him, to baptize them and to teach them to observe everything he had taught. The good news of the kingdom is that it's God's kingdom. He has all the authority and he has called and empowered the body of Christ to spread that good news. And then in John 14, 12, I believe Pastor Darrell referenced this last week as well. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works than these will he do because I am going to the Father. Just a few verses after these words, uh, Jesus said that it's because he's not going to leave us alone. He's going to send the Holy Spirit to help us, to empower us to accomplish the Great Commission. I don't know if you noticed it when we read in Matthew just a moment ago, but in verse 16 it said, even some of the 11 still doubted. But once the Holy Spirit would come on Pentecost and fill them, they were totally transformed. They were empowered to do the work of the ministry that Jesus was calling them to accomplish. And at that point, none of them doubted. I wanted to touch on these verses because I think we constantly question our calling. We question our ability. We question our spiritual authority. And we think everyone else may be called, but not me. But as sons and daughters of God, we are all called. We have all been granted authority to walk in the life that we have been called to. And we are all called to go out into the world and make disciples. We'll jump back up to Matthew 9 and pick up in verse 36. It says, when, when he, Jesus, saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. This word compassion means that he was moved to the core, literally to his soul and his heart. His heart hurt for them. He loved and pitied them at the same time. And I want to expound on these two words, harassed and helpless. The definitions for those words also include weak and tired, without strength, cast down and cast aside, want of care. No one was caring for them. No one was looking out for them, and they were scattered The AMPC version of verse 36 says that Jesus was moved with pity and sympathy for them 
because they were bewildered, harassed, distressed, dejected, and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. We're going to come back to that verse. That's the one that that God really pointed out to me as I was going through it this time, but I want to look at 37 and 38. It says, Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. As we have read and prayed this passage over the years, my focus has been on verse 37 and 38. And when I said that this passage was in our uh, staff notes, it is, but it was just verse 37 and 38. It didn't include 35 and 36. And 37 and 38 are very important, but I was overlooking and underestimating verse 36. Because verse 36 gives the why. It's the why. Because he had compassion for the multitude. For those lost and hurting, scattered, weak, without strength, who couldn't help themselves. And his heart hurt for them. And, and it says in verse 35 that he healed all of them. Those, those who needed healing, those who were afflicted, they were healed. But what occurred to me is he was surrounded by thousands and thousands of people who were coming for healing, who were coming for wholeness. And then it occurred to me that what was he able to give? 10 seconds? 20 seconds? Maybe 30 seconds? If he was able to spend a long time with one of those? They were coming to him by the multitude and he was laying hands on them and saying, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. And he was healing their physical need, their physical affliction, but he couldn't sit there with each and every one of them and disciple them the way he was discipling the twelve. Scripture makes it clear he wasn't even able to to go as deep and intimate with the whole twelve as he was with three because he was here in the flesh and he only had so much time. And it was because of that lack of time that he looked at the multitude and his heart was moved and he had compassion on them and he had an answer. He had a response. And it was to pray. Pray to the Lord of the harvest. To send laborers into the harvest because the laborers are few, but the harvest is big. And there's not enough. And the eleven weren't enough. And it says there was even countless others that were disciples of Jesus, but we know in John that he said some hard things that most of those left him as well. And he asked the 11 or the 12 at the time, are you going to leave too? And they said, where else would we go? You have the words of life. But even those other fringe disciples weren't able to stick through some of the hard stuff. And here Jesus is saying, there's not enough to do the ministry, pray for more laborers to go into the ministry. We are called to be disciples, to be reproducers of fruit, 
fruit that comes from abiding in Christ, putting our relationship with Him first, and then allowing that fruit to be a witness and testimony to others. Literally to give life to others. Not because it comes from us, but because it comes from Him, and it will fill, and it will heal, and it will reproduce. My heart this morning is that no one will walk out of this building today without knowing that we love and care for you. Whether you've been with us for 37 years or you walked in for the first time this morning, whether you've been walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ for 50 years or you're here and you don't even know who Jesus Christ is, we are here for you. We want to walk with you. We want to disciple you. Our vision is that at NCC, we invite all people in the communities where we live to know, hear, and respond to Jesus Christ. That only happens through relationship. That only happens when we walk together. Our mission is that we exist to love God and love people by knowing Jesus who transforms our lives and sets us free. We're not selling what the world sells. We're not selling quick solutions. We're selling, not not selling, we're preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of Jesus Christ who will transform not just your life, but your eternity. He is the way, the truth, and the life. We hear the voice of God which leads us to him, the way, the truth, and the life, and responding with faith and courage that leads us to discover his purpose in our lives. He has a purpose for you. He has a calling for you. He loves you. He has compassion for you. His heart breaks when he sees you alone and hurting. And he has said, I have called the body of Christ to walk with you and minister to you. And when you get ministered to and when you get healed and when you get whole, I'm calling you to give the same ministry, to give the same relationship, to give the same discipleship to the people that are in your circle. We're all called. We're all called. We're doing the best that we can but we've got a long way to go. I mentioned the service earlier, like it look, again, that's why I started out that way. We've, God's done a lot of things at New Covenant Church. We've, we've as, as Pastor Joel said, I'm going to share the, the word that he gave uh, in a moment in just last month, but he said that God was going to do on the outside what he's done on the inside. We've remodeled this. We remodeled the sanctuary, and it's great, and it looks good, but On the surface, you could say things look great and good. Behind the scenes, we can't minister to everybody that needs to be ministered to. We've got people doing five times what they should be doing because there aren't enough. But their heart is to minister to your kids. And their heart is to minister to the kids of this community. And their heart is to minister to you. And so they do it and they look on the multitudes and their their heart is moved with compassion and they're doing all that they can do. But just like Jesus, we're looking out and we're saying, we can't do it all. We can't reach them all. And God is calling far more people than we are ministering to today. He's calling us to reach the communities around us, this whole region. 
the workers that we're going to need aren't even here yet. If all of us step up, it's not enough. If everyone in every church in Lampasas step up, it's not enough. I think we would all be convicted and embarrassed if we knew what the total population of of Lampasas is that is in a church and active and, and discipling right now. It's not enough. The harvest is great and the labors are few. We need to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send labors into the harvest. And we need to be listening to the Holy Spirit for what he's calling us to do. I shared with the first service that, that this isn't something that, that we're asking all of you to do. And, and the staff is like, well, we'll you know, watch everybody else do the work. We've actually only got four full-time staff. It looks like we have a lot more, but most of them are either part-time or volunteer. But for our full-time staff, what I've said over and over to them is that we are called to be part of this family just like everyone else. Most of you work 40, 50, 60 hours a week in your job, and anything that you do here or God calls you to minister in areas in the community is above and beyond that. My expectation is the same for myself and our staff. Like we have a job here to do that's a 40 to 50 plus hour a week job. Great. We've got to do it well. And, and we believe in the calling and what it's for and the kingdom purpose that it's for. But we also have to serve and be part of this family the same way everybody else is. And so we serve. We volunteer, in essence, above and beyond those hours that are the job. And it'd be very difficult for, for the body to distinguish the difference because you'd see us wherever, whatever, doing what we're doing, and it may look the same, but I guarantee you we're putting in and we're challenging each other to put in the extra hours beyond what the normal work week is because we have to be the example. If we don't, if we don't do it, how in the world can we expect any of you to serve in the same manner? We're called, and it's for a purpose. It's for a reason. It's for that compassion and love of those people that need Jesus Christ. As I mentioned, I want to read two of these words that we received before we close. The first one is uh, one that my wife Candy shared in March of 2019. It said, this is a church of healing. People come here, and they are healed physically, emotionally, and mentally. We as a church need not to be afraid, but embrace it because a flood is coming. A flood of people who are going to need Jesus. In this small little town, he says to be faithful and pray because people are going to need him. He needs the warriors of this church to be his hands and feet. I also felt how much he loves the church. He has an overwhelming love for this church. New Covenant is the beginning of the vision of what he wants a church to be like. Continue to seek him, for he desires more with you. And just last month, Pastor Joel shared these words. He started out with a passage in Isaiah 35, 6 through 7. It says, For waters break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. There is going to be a redeeming anointing coming upon New Covenant Church. We are sent to the lost, the hurt, the broke, the dying, the ones struggling with depression, addiction, pornography, the ones who are far from Christ. He is sending us out to redeem them and bring them home. 
We are bringing in people who don't look or act like us. They need Christ. And he will use us mightily, not just in Lampasas, but the whole central Texas area. NCC is going to be a catalyst in this region to make the burning sand a pool of water. We are called not just to have a great church service. God is going to do on the outside what he has done on the inside. Not so we can say, wow, we had good church, but to go out and be the church. We are called to live with kingdom purpose. My heart hurts, as I mentioned before, and is filled with compassion when I look over all the people that come every week, all the first-time guests, and know that there is no way that I can get in touch with them all. That there's no way I can sit down and have a conversation with each and every one. I would love to do that, but it's not possible. But it is possible for each and every one of us to meet with each and every one of us. If we're the body, if we step out into God's calling for our life, for what the Holy Spirit is putting on your heart, and you ask Him for that passion and compassion, we're not looking for bodies. We're not looking for spots to be filled. We're looking for people to walk in their kingdom calling. And in the the passion that, that God has put something in you that cares for our kids that cares for the kids in our high school, in our middle school, in our elementary school, in our daycare, and and First Baptist, all the places that our children are, your heart breaks for them. Then go minister to them. Stand up and be a disciple to them out of the love and compassion in your heart and let the Holy Spirit empower you to do that. If God has called you to serve, there are places for you to serve. You can make coffee and love on everybody that walks in this foyer. There's places, but it's that that Holy Spirit calling and where he's breaking your heart for those people. Then go serve them and walk with them and love them and take somebody with you. And you can minister to each other because we all need it. We're going to have the ministry teams come forward. They're available here every single week to pray with you. And I just want to share a quick testimony. I feel like the Lord had me do something last week just out of obedience. And I've said this many times before that um, before we came to New Covenant and when we were in Amarillo, um, a lot of times, almost on a weekly basis, I would be up front for prayer. And what I would say is, why would you not Why would you not take the opportunity to pray with a brother or sister in Christ? And it would encourage me and lift me up and get me through another week. And last Sunday before uh, ministry time, I just felt like God said, go up for prayer in both services. And so in the first service, Candy and I uh, went and prayed with Nathan and Elia. And in the second service, I tried to talk myself out of it. I was like, well, I went up for one. That'll work as a testimony. And he said, no, go again. And I went in the second service and prayed with Mike and Jan. And I, we needed prayer. I needed prayer. They can be trusted. They're confidential. They just want to minister with you, agree with you in prayer. And they're available every week. Take the opportunity to respond. Ask the Holy Spirit what he's calling you to do in the kingdom. 
Maybe you need to agree with them and what the Holy Spirit's putting on your heart. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ and you don't have a relationship with Him. You can come and talk to them about that. Anything that you need prayer. Will you bow your head with me as we close in prayer? Heavenly Father, I just thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he is the way, the life, and the truth. Lord, and that he didn't leave us alone, but he sent us the Holy Spirit to empower us to fulfill the calling that you have put on each and every one of our lives. Father, open our ears to hear your voice. Open our hearts to receive it. Open our eyes to see the work that you're doing in the kingdom. Lord, let us hear your voice this morning. And Lord, by your grace and mercy, let us respond. It's in the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. You stand with us as we worship. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Oh, we live for you. Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who could ever save. You're worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm foundation and I will put my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken and holy there is no one like you there is none beside you open up my eyes in wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead in your love to those around me. And I will build my life upon your love. It is a firm and I will put my trust in you alone 
and holy There is no one like you There is none beside you Open up my eyes in wonder And show me who you are And lead me in your eyes And lead me in your love to those around me This isn't just for adults. I know we got our young life kids over here. I know we've got youth throughout the building. God's called you. He's got a plan and a purpose on each of your life. I know many of you are already serving. You're serving in young life. You're serving in our children's ministry, our youth ministry. You don't, you don't have to wait to grow up to be called and used of God. He's going to call and use you now. He already is. He's going to move through you in more powerful ways than you can imagine. He's called you and empowered you with the Holy Spirit. You're full of His fruit. Don't doubt it. Don't doubt the calling. Just stand out in boldness and be who He's called you to be. Tell me, Father, we thank you We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you didn't leave us alone, that you have empowered us to do the work of your ministry, to proclaim the good news, the gospel of the kingdom of God. Lord, that people are going to be transformed. Their lives are going to be changed. They're going to be healed, delivered, freed. But not just to be freed, but to do the work of the ministry. You'll, they'll be brought into the fold and do the work of the ministry. Their testimony will bring about more testimonies, which will bring about more testimonies. Father, we ask that you do what only you can do. We trust you. We're living in your kingdom and you have all authority, all power, all dominion. you gave it to your son to give it to us that we might do the work of your ministry father we give you all glory honor and praise in the name of jesus christ we pray amen amen well please uh, just respect those continuing to to receive ministry they'll continue to be available if you would like to come up for prayer god bless you and have a great week the the people the team at the hub would love to meet and connect with you if you would like to find out more information on how you can be part of ncc god bless you and have a great week